When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets class open up your textbooks to boy meets girl meets boy meets world season six episode 14 chapter titled getting hitched good job i'm alden i'm tanya i'm the boy i'm the girl and we're old <laughs> we're hitched we're old and hitched quick tuna or salmon i want you to guess wait am i guessing for you yeah oh i like this uh it's easy for me um i'm gonna write down my answer and I want you to also answer the same thing for me. Okay. This isn't easy. I know. It's a lot harder for you than it is for me. So my guess for tuna or salmon for Tanya. Tuna. That is correct. Now your turn. Oh, my guess for tuna or salmon for Alden is tuna. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. I, like, I really think. I know this about you, that if you had the choice of a bowl of tuna with all the stuff that you like in it, or a plate of like baked salmon, you would choose the bowl of tuna. Stop trying to explain to me how I should feel about one way or the other, but you're all right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I was just thinking, like if I love salmon, but... If I had to pick between tuna or salmon, like on a regular basis, it would be tuna. But if, like, if it was just like a one-off thing, I'd probably pick salmon. But if this was like an overall, like mm-hmm. more times, I'm gonna have this more times than the other thing. I'm gonna have tuna more times than the other thing because I want it more times than the other thing. You know what's funny about this whole thing? No. The actual question was favorite fish. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's your favorite fish, Tanya? Tuna. Okay. What's my favorite fish? Marlin. Close. It's Nemo. And Marlin (laughs) is Nemo's father. So you get half a point for that. Um, Have you ever... How many people have you lived with? Um... Like... Like... Okay. I actually don't know the answer to this question. In fact... Let me guess first. Okay. Let me write down my no, answer. No, just stop writing things down. <laughs> That's just for us. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess f- four people. Like, I'm trying to understand the question because, like, everywhere I've lived, there have been at least five people that live in the house. Oh, your kids don't count and parents of the people you're living with don't count. What about siblings and That's stuff of mine? Crazy. Um, no, I'm not talking like once you've left home. Oh, okay. How many people you've lived with? How many people you would consider a roommate? I think I think three. I was gonna say four. I know you said four. You. you oh, did, did I say, say that out four. loud? <laughs> yes. Uh, can we check the record? <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Now I want you to guess me. Uh, 24. I don't know. Hold on. Um, I don't have time to do this math. Okay, don't then. It's probably more than 24. It's probably close to 20. It's probably between 20 and 30, so I'll give it to you. Um, I don't know. I've lived with a lot of people. Yeah, and I've you've lived, lived lots of life, and I've lived very little yeah, life. Yeah, it's crazy, the difference. Yeah. 
today at work, one of my coworkers was, was like, like, "I used to live with Alden." <laughs> <laughs> and this close, prob- probably true. What close? She was talking about how like she loves her husband and she loves being just with him, but she misses just being able to like sleep with people all willy nilly. Like, mm, so I have lived with her, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and I was just like. What? And she's like, don't you miss that? Like, you go out, like, on a Friday night, and, you know, you just, like, connect with someone, you sleep with them, you probably never talk to them again. I was like, I've (laughs) never had that experience in my entire life. I really haven't either. That's why I've lived with so many people. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's always, uh, like, it. either people don't like me, which is most of them, most of the people. Like, in a room of ten people, eight of them don't like me. That's because eight of them literally just saw you standing there brooding and didn't say a word to you. And two of them want to live with me forever. So it's there's no like in between. There's, there's Fancy that. Me and Fred, we're in the room with you. We yeah. want to live with you no, forever. Fred absolutely is one of the two. <laughs> uh, I'm still on the fence about you. But yeah, no, I've lived with a lot of people. It's just I've you can't live I was I've been a single person for most of my life, you know, like I dated a lot. Um, but I don't really, I, I've never really had a relationship that I would think really counts as something serious until now. Um, and I, I've lived with just lots of people. You can't live all alone in Northern Virginia, at least, but pretty much the U.S., I think. You can't live alone without living with somebody. That was the strangest I know. thing you've ever said. I, know. I think what he means to say is you you have to have a roommate to survive financially. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I consider us as, like, we live alone together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, we combine incomes. Mm-hmm. But if, if I wanted to go find an apartment tomorrow, and trust me, I'm looking... Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not looking. I own this house, so. So I'm looking. <laughs> um, you just you can't. You have to have a roommate. You have to have someone helping you pay the bills. Right. Anyway. And some people do it on their own. Yeah. My sister does it on her own. Do we have any media we need to talk about before I say? You know what else we watched? Yeah. Oh, what? Uh. Critical Role Campaign 3 started this week. Oh, yeah. Now's Were the you really going to not say anything about that? I've already talked about it three times today. I forgot that I still needed to talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about it with Kalama Jonathan. I got them to watch the trailer for the animated series, and I talked about it with Jeremy. So I've, I've, been, I've been spreading the good word. Good. I'm glad because it's amazing, and I'm so excited to be able to start, like, from the beginning of a campaign and just see it through. Like, this is going to be my life for the next five years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's phenomenal. It's crazy to think that at least the next three years of our lives, we're going to spend once a week watching this show. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, now's the time to get into it. Like, you're watching... This is literally the best time that it's ever been to get into Critical Role mm-hmm. because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They have a great setup with great audio, great visuals. Mm-hmm. The production team is really, really good. Right. So they, it was hard to get into season one because the audio is terrible. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and even in season two, and season two starts, like it's very muffled sounding. Yeah, it takes a long time for them to really... I don't think they got great at audio until the pandemic happened and they were all separated. Mm -hmm. But now it's obvious that like they've learned some stuff from that. Right. And now at a table together, they're able to make it sound better. So now is the time because it's a brand new campaign, brand new story, brand new characters. um, And you get to watch it all unfold. Yeah. Other than that, we haven't, I don't think either of us have really watched anything, which is crazy to say, because I was on like a every weekend that I have off, which is my Wednesday and Thursday, I would binge a show. And frankly, my brain is not in a place to consume much media right now. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have a show last weekend because we had a very rough weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, and this weekend isn't that much better, but man, we it's are a lot better. We're dedicated to you guys. It's a lot better this weekend. It's somewhat better this weekend. Emotionally, it's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Tanya had to drive really far and had car trouble and I'm at home like panicking and then she's dealing with people she does not want to deal with and shouldn't have to, but does. Yeah. And you know what else we watch? <laughs> what did we watch? Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 14, Chapter Titled. Getting Hitched. Uh, Tanya, go ahead and please blur me up. All right. So I'm doing this off the top of my head because I don't have my notes in front of me because I stopped taking notes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can remember what it was. The blurb for this episode is Sean makes a surprising discovery it's very close i think it's like sean is is given some surprising news or something Mm, mm -hmm. maybe i'm wrong you might be right you're probably right because you had to read it to me so it's true um this episode was directed by jeff mccracken and it was written by jeff manel the jeffy boys are back this makes so much sense does it it does uh yeah we're going to be playing a little fast and loose here because, like she has said, she being Tanya, um, we've had a lot going on. So it was hard to just, like, sit and take notes. And I pulled a muscle on my back again, and I'm, I don't want to talk about it. I'm very upset, and I can't move very well, and it hurts so bad. And he's, right now, like, because I put, like, icy hot stuff on his back, he smells like really, really strong root beer. And all I want is a root beer float. So badly. Yeah. All I want is to be in a root beer float. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, classroom or not, Tanya? Where do we start? We are not in the classroom. Where are we? Where we start with previously on oh, that's Boy true. Meets World. Yeah, we get, a, we get a flashback to last week, but right. then where do we start? Chucky's. That's right. We're at Chucky's, where Corey is sitting in the couch and gets a, a pair of hands across his eyeballs uh Topanga's behind him with her hands and she's like guess she no, doesn't say guess no he's just like he's like I know who this is Sean and Topanga's just like what and he's like sorry I I was kind of hoping it was Sean and she's like I know and she's like I have I brought something for you and she starts to pull something out of her backpack and he's like is it Sean yeah because he mentions that he hasn't seen Sean since his dad's um he didn't say funeral did he since his dad Since passed, his dad he passed. hasn't seen a lot of him. Um, Sean's kind of keeping to himself, and all Corey wants is 
you know, to be able to connect with them again. Right. And, uh, yeah, Topanga's got the, um, the fiancé game. Mm-hmm. And Corey does not want to play it. What? What? Yeah, he does. Not at first. Yeah, he's like, I was going to get this game oh, for yeah, you. Oh, that's right, that's right. He's very, they're very excited he, about this game. He's excited about playing the game, but they don't have another couple to play against. And Topanga looks over and Eric and uh, Rachel come in. And then Corey is like, I'm not playing with them. <laughs> and Eric walks over and he's like, hey, Corey, bangers. Which is now we realize that, you know, Zella in our group always calls Topanga bangers. Yep. And so now we know why. Now we know. Now we know why. Um, the mystery has been unveiled. I've been wondering just so long where <laughs> she got Pangers from. Doesn't make any sense. It's not even part of her. Oh, it is part of her name. Um, anyway, Eric is so funny right now in this scene. Um, but Eric is super excited to play the game. Corey, after Topanga says, hey, this would be great. Uh, we will beat the pants off of them. Corey is excited to play now and tries mm-hmm. to convince Eric and Eric is like, oh yeah, we could play. Like we live together, and I feel like we got a connection. And this whole time, Rachel's like, I had a fiance once. Now I just want him dead. I want to stomp on his face. She's like, not just dead. I want him to burn. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, and I want to stomp on his face in a golf shoe. And Eric's just like, okay, that's a that's a bit much. Let's play this game. And she's like, okay. He says, that's a bit much. You want to get married? (laughs) <laughs> and she's like yeah why not we already lived together and eric goes yeah see we've lived together since we got an apartment together um so then they're like okay but now we need someone who can read the questions for us and eric's like oh i got just the person and mr feeney is over in a corner of chucky's with his coffee or tea or whatever and he's got like a newspaper in front of him and eric says Eric does my favorite Feeney call, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I know other people have pointed out a few other Feeney calls, but I think this one's my favorite because Eric is just like, Feeney, And he's like dancing while yeah. he says it, like his feet are moving in time with a Feeney. Yep. And Mr. Feeney like sighs and looks down and Eric goes, oh, come on, old man. Don't pretend like you don't hear me. Well, he's like, come on, George Feeney. Mm-hmm. And... Mr. Feeney, like, reluctantly gets up, and he goes over to Eric, and he's like, what have I told you? And he grabs Eric by the collar and pulls him over, and he says, don't bother me. He's like, leave me alone. And uh, then he looks over at Corey and, and Topanga, and he's like, what can I do for you guys? And they say, well, we need somebody to read questions. And Eric is like, oh. This guy can really read. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney's like, well, I don't think. And he's like, oh, is that the fiance game? Okay, this is going to be great. And like tells them to sit down. He's like, all right, let's get started. And they all look so excited and happy to be playing the game. Yep. Then we cut to Sean's dorm or, or Corey and Sean's dorm. Mm-hmm. But Sean's in there alone. Stacking Coke cans in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack comes in. I love the commitment to this bit, by the way. Sean is stacking Coke cans. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jack comes in and he basically is just like, hey. I tried to call you. And Sean's like, I don't, 
I'm not really interested in like talking to anyone right now. And Jack's like, hey, we really need to go through the trailer. And Sean's like, why? Why do we need to do that? And Jack's like, because we're supposed to. Like, we need to go through it. Um, And he's like, no, we don't need to do anything. I don't understand why you're acting like this. Like, there's nothing that we need to do with the trailer. And, and Jack basically says, like, we should do this for Chet. And Sean's like, he never did anything for us. Why are we going to do something for him? And Sean says, we don't need to do anything together because we only had Chet tying us together. And now we don't have that. Mm-hmm. And Jack is just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go do it, though. I'm gonna. I'm leaving now. And as he's walking out, a guy opens the door and is like, hey, Sean, your brother called 30 minutes ago. And, and Jack's just like, he got the message. Yeah. Uh, and now we go back to Chucky's in the middle of the fiance game and it's playing out. Did anyone expect it to go this way? Oh yeah, everybody. Um, and boy, I'm so glad it did. Corey and Topanga are miserable. Eric and Rachel are giddy. Mm -hmm. Feeney's reading them questions (laughs) and, uh, Corey is just like super scared and Mm -hmm. Feeney's like, we need an answer. And, Corey's like, it's just so difficult to choose. And he picks Tuna. Mm -hmm. And Topanga shows her card and it's Salmon. And she gets super mad at him. Like, you haven't even gotten one right. And then it goes over to Eric and Rachel. And Rachel's like, I know this one. This one's so easy. And that's when Mr. Feeney says, okay, I need the answer to to the question from you guys now. What is Eric's favorite fish? And Rachel turns her car around and it's Penguin. And Mr. Feeney goes, I don't think you understood. And Eric turns his around and it's, he goes, Penguin! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And Rachel is like so excited, but also like they they do have a connection and they do know each other really well. Well, they super do have a connection. Yeah. And, and and I was thinking as I was watching this, like, of course they know each other better. It doesn't matter how long you've dated. Mm-hmm. Eric and, and Rachel have lived together. Mm-hmm. Corey and Topanga have never lived together. Like, of course they don't know each other. Which is ultimately the consensus that they come to. Right. So Feeney sees it all start to bubble over and sees what's going on with Corey and Topanga. And he's like, oh, look at that. I got to go. Yeah. He's like, he cuts off. He's like, I think we're out of time here. So he, um, he leaves. And um, Rachel and Eric sit there and like, we won. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Like, we really do know each other so well. We're so connected. We're like, share brain. This is so oh, great. Yeah. There was the joke where while they're sitting there and they're like, it's like we share one brain. And Mr. Feeney goes, well, that's, ah, that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, like they get up to get ready to leave. And Eric is sitting there like with Rachel's hands, like in his hands, acting like they're like together. And he's just like, and we're just so great together. And, and Rachel is still very casual. And she's like, yeah, we did great together. Like we're, 
we're a good team. All right, see you at home. And like leaves and Eric's just like, I, I'm going to date her. Like he's more smitten than before, which is interesting. I think it shows that, you know, before he realized that they were that connected, it was just like a superficial, like, yeah, I want to get her for the thrill of getting her. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. Like I actually like really want to spend this time with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then Corey and Topanga are like, well, Corey starts yelling at Topanga. He's like, the game is so stupid. It was just a stupid, stupid game. And Topanga's like, we literally know nothing about each other. He got very aggressive. Yeah. Like, if I yelled at Tanya like that, I don't, it would be, we wouldn't speak for a week. I feel like we wouldn't speak to each other ever again. (laughs) I'd be like, I need silence. Don't say a word. I don't ever want to hear your voice again. But you wouldn't, so right. it's okay. <laughs> I can't imagine you actually, like, yelling. So Corey is super mad at Topanga. Topanga feels like they don't know each other at all and is very upset about it. And Corey didn't even know that she was right-handed, which is wild because of the amount, the the fraction of people that are left-handed compared to right-handed. Like, he, how did he not know she was right-handed? I don't know, but I definitely, in his defense, think Topanga comes across as a lefty. Really? Yeah, she definitely seems like a lefty. Huh. She's got a lefty mindset. <laughs> you might be right. I am right. I don't know why I'm right. She would be a five on the Enneagram. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Corey is like screaming about the game and Topanga says, I know what we need to do. And Corey now thinks they're about to break up. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's just a stupid game. And Topanga says, we need to live together. And he, like, immediately changes, and he's, like, yelling still, but it's, like, happy yelling. He's like, I love that stupid game. Uh-huh. So now we go to the trailer park. Mm-hmm. Jack is going through the trailer. He's he's kind of talking to the sky, and he's like, all right, Chet, like, tell me about yourself. And he's, like, walking around the trailer, picking things up here and there. And as he's doing that, uh, Sean comes in. And Jack's like, you changed your mind. And Sean was like, yeah, well, you know, like, I didn't want you to think that what I meant was that we're not brothers. Like, we are brothers. And with everything going on with Angela and then dad dying and uh, Corey and Topanga being together all the time, like, I don't feel like I have anyone left. And Jack's just like, well, you have me. And they hug and it's very sweet. And they start going through stuff. And they go through the jar on top of the fridge that Sean calls his dad's... um, Financial financial. statements. Yeah, but it's really just a bunch of paperwork and stuff like that. And they find a letter from Jack's stepfather. And Jack tries to take it from Sean. And Sean won't give it up. And he starts reading it. And it basically says, thank you for helping out with Sean. He really needs it. Or, Or no, I'm sorry. It says it's from Jack's. Right. It says, don't worry about paying us back for Sean. He's family. Like, he's Jack's brother, which makes him family. Like, it's fine. And uh, Sean is like, what? Pay me back? Pay back for what, Jack? And Jack immediately goes, oh, your shirt. And Sean is like, pay back for what, Jack? And Jack says the tuition. And Sean is just surprised. Well, I, I'm i surprised that 
Chet was apparently paying. Sean thought that Chet was paying for Yeah, tuition. I was really surprised about that, too. Especially since, like, it's not like he wasn't aware of their financial situation. Like, he's always known that they didn't have any money. Right. And Chet was disappeared for two years or whatever. Like yeah, he was disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Um, my back hurts. <laughs> um, but neither here nor there. Uh, Sean is very upset. And uh, Jack is just like, look, you you needed to go to school. It was so important to Chet that you go to college, that he swallowed his pride and reached out to my dad for help. And we're family. Like, and, and Sean's just adamant. Like, no, I'm your charity case. What else did you help with? And Jack's just like, I mean, what? Nothing, whatever. And he's like, what about my books? Did you buy my books too? And Sean's, or Jack's like, oh, well, yeah, maybe some books. And so Sean just starts, like, taking his clothes well, off. Well, he says, what about this shirt? And he says, yay, well, you know. Well, yeah. Jack goes, I would never pay for that shirt. <laughs> But, like, to lighten the mood, but obviously they got him clothes. Right. And so, yeah, Sean just takes his shirt off and throws it at Jack or shoves it in Jack's chest. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we cut back to the dorm. Yeah. We go back to the dorm where Corey is laying in bed in with velvet sheets in velvet pajamas. Velvet and silk are two very different things. Oh, in order to get to the part that we were saving the beginning for... Silk. It has to be silk. And it was silk. Um, Corey it has pushed the two twin-size beds together and made, like, a big, like, beautiful, like, I guess, wedding bed. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's got silk sheets on it. It's got a really nice comforter on it. Like, it looks very luxurious. And he's, like, laying across it in the red silk pajamas when Eric comes in. He, well, the, there's a knock at the door and Corey's like, come in. And Eric walks in. And Corey's just like, what are you doing? And Eric just, like completely like ignores ignores the fact that he's in red silk pajamas on a bed that is two beds pushed together eric walks in and proceeds to sit in an office chair backwards with his legs hanging over the backrest of the chair which i adored because i definitely did that when i was a kid in my room while i read books Mm -hmm. like it was very comfortable and i would do that for like hours and i had never seen anybody else do that before and it was great to see representation on television well eric is like we need to talk and Corey is like i'm kicking you out and starts to roll the chair out the door and mm-hmm. eric is like hold on no, 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 i need to talk and he s- starts talking about how um you know with him and rachel's connection and, and how perfect they are together uh he he just needs to know how to handle it um and basically goes on to say I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't want to do this to Jack. I don't, I don't, I want to make sure Jack is going to be okay. Well, not necessarily. Well, he, he doesn't, he wants to make sure that Jack doesn't interfere. He literally talks about the fact that sometimes he imagines Jack dying at night and then makes like this like whimpering smile like a psychopath. But he also points out like Jack's my best friend, but I still have these thoughts because I'm in love with Rachel. Um, and he's like, I, I feel like ever since Jack moved in, 
we've had this unspoken agreement about Rachel, and it's like, eh, it's not been unspoken. It's been pretty well spoken. Um, so anyway, um, Eric ends up like coming to a conclusion on his own and then saying, oh, thanks, Corey. And you're, you're a good brother and like walks out. As Topanga's walking in and uh, what does he say to her on his way out? I don't remember. I know he calls her Pangy. That isn't, doesn't he call her Pangy later? Yeah, maybe. But he definitely says something on his way out and her way in. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember. Um, and Topanga immediately walks in and looks at Corey and she's like, hey, why are the beds pushed together? And he says something about like his $2,000 pajamas and she immediately shuts him down. and was like, no, we are here to get to know each other better live together we this is not a sex thing and he's just like why and he throws himself on the bed in his in his silk pajamas on his silk sheets Mm -hmm. and slides off into the wall and into the pile of cans that sean was putting together and into a box into a box yes definitely also a box so it was weird but that's just so they could hide the padding that he fell onto <laughs> they were like it makes complete sense that there would be a body-sized box beside <laughs> the bed near a coke can tower mm-hmm. um no the, i think the coke can tower was literally inside the box oh which... sean was using it for stability uh-huh that's what it was uh-huh anyway so that we then we cut to um, the trailer again, mm-hmm. where we're back to like Sean is now down to his boxers and a t-shirt, and he's just like, "Did you buy these?" And Jack is like, "Please don't take those off." The boxers, yeah. And uh, they kind of have a um, and um, a back and forth about how important it was that Sean was taken care of and how important that is to them, and. Um, this is where, uh, Jack starts to say stuff about Chet because, uh, Sean is putting his clothes back on. But because they come to an agreement where Sean is like, look, I understand. And I'm sorry that I'm taking this out on you. You don't deserve this. Um, yeah, just, I'm tired of feeling like everybody's charity case. And Jack is like, no, we're family. Um, and Sean says, I'll pay you back. And that's when Jack says, you know, if you really want to pay me back, pay me back by telling me about my father. And Sean basically says, like, you're lucky that you don't know about him. Like, you're lucky that he couldn't damage you. And Jack doesn't get that. Right. At all. He's just like, I never had the chance to know him. And Sean's like, like, basically, like, look at what our lives was like. This is what our life was like. This is what you missed out on. This is it. And he essentially says that he's going to have to spend time dealing with, like, he has to deal with the repercussions of Chet being their father, mm-hmm. uh, which is true. So many, so I mean, we talked about it last week a lot. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to deal with that for a long fucking time. Yeah. Um, but then we cut back to... Um, the dorm room. The dorm room. Where uh, we see a book Covering. on... on 
Topanga's face. Like she's like laying on her stomach, reading, reading a book on the other bed. The bed's been pulled apart now. And she's reading. Corey comes in. He obviously just showered. He's in like his boxers, a t-shirt, a towel is wrapped around his neck. And he comes in and he sits down on the end of the bed. He's got nail clippers. She puts the book down and she has like a green face and he's just like, ah, and she basically is like, it's just, it's face cream. It makes my skin soft. And Corey's just like, I hate it. It's so scary. But then he goes to sit at the end of the bed with his toenail clippers and he starts like making sports announcements to clip his toenails and he clips his big toenail and it comes off and gets stuck to her face cream and she freaks out with good reason. Yeah, the fact that the writing here implies that um, Corey... And Topanga's situation is the same. <laughs> like, Topanga having a beauty mask on is just as crazy as Corey shooting his toenails across the room and calling it like a ground rule double or whatever. And acting like she's crazy that it's gro- like that it's gross that it got stuck to her face. Yeah. And uh, he helps her get it off. Or he tries to help her get it off, but as he's doing that, Eric comes in again, mm-hmm. and Eric is just like, oh, is that when he calls her Pangy? Yeah, so he's like... Um, oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> this is when he says, you have an alien in your room. Yeah, he's like, Corey, you got an alien in here. Um, And she says, hi, Eric. It's and he's, Topanga. And he's like, Pangy? You look awful. <laughs> it's the cutest thing in the entire world. It is. I, I. It was really annoying the way that they like were playing this up to be some like you look terrible thing. Yeah, you're wearing a mask. To be honest, though, back then guys thought it was hilarious to act like things like that were disgusting. Yeah. Like I can't believe you put that on your face. Like we would be at like church things where we would like stay the whole night. And some of us would, like, go in the women's bathroom and, like, put masks on and stuff. And the guys always acted like it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. They didn't actually think it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. But teenage guys are dumb. Mm. Corey is the equivalent of a 12-year-old when it comes to Topanga. The way he's like, oh, we can't have sex. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, the next second he's doing, he's shooting toenails (laughs) at her face. Right. Yeah, so... So Eric basically says, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to talk to Jack about Rachel, and mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate all your help. And goes to walk out, and he's like, Corey, and by the way, if you need any help with that alien problem, call Mulder and Scully. Well, so at one point, he's the one who pulls the toenail oh, that's off right. of Topanga's face. And then he goes, oh, which one was that? And Corey was like, oh, you know, the big green, like big green monster or something like that and so eric goes and sits down at the end but he's like all right it's my turn and he goes to take his shoe off and topanga's just like get out so after eric leaves topanga's like eric even knows you better than i do and Corey's like yeah because we lived together yeah so but and then topanga's like look i think Corey says like you need to go wash that off or something yeah so she goes to go take a shower and Corey like sits down and starts praying. Mm-hmm. Um, he sits awkwardly on the side of the bed and just like stares up at the sky 
and it's just like, uh, please bless my mom and my dad and, the new, and baby. the new baby make it healthy and Morgan and just starts naming everybody. And he's like, and Sean and take care of Chet up there. And, um, Angela and, and Angela and make them get back together. I'm not pushing or anything, but like, seriously, they should be together. I just want everyone to be happy. And around this time, Topanga has walked in. And he, for some reason, hasn't noticed, even though his eyes are open. <laughs> and she comes and sits down next to him as soon as he says, or he says like, and bless Topanga and thank you for bringing her to me. And uh, she's the best thing that ever could have happened to me. And she sits down next to him and he's like, and, and I pray that we can work things out even though we're not com- always completely compatible. Mm-hmm. And she sits down and she looks up and she's like, and thank you for bringing me Corey, the, the best guy in the world. Yep. And is this when she says, no, she doesn't. This is like right after this is when she says something like, and I want to change everything about you. Oh, yeah, she does. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, she says, you know how perfect, you know how I know you're perfect because I want to change everything about you. Oh, boy. I want to change everything about you, Alden. There's that meme where like the red flags thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This was one of them. This was, this would be like a tweet, red flag tweet. Yeah. Anyway, so now we go back to the apartment. Um, Jack and Rachel are sitting and talking, and Jack is is you know Rachel just asks like, "Hey, how did it go at the trailer park?" At the trailer park, and he's like, "Not great. Like, I didn't really learn anything." He's been going through the can, which makes me think like, is he just like having his dad pay all of the bills? Like, why did he bring the can full of bills home? To learn about his dad. I, I think he was trying to find something that would teach him about his dad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he just says, like, it, it wasn't good. You know, Sean got upset. And I don't, basically, I don't feel like I can grieve. I don't feel like, I don't want to get in the way of his grief. Like, he's kind of acknowledging that Sean's grief is bigger and makes more sense and that his isn't really welcomed because it doesn't make sense to everyone. And she's like, you can't keep pushing this down. Like, you have to let it out. And he's like, I can't let it out. And she just, like, holds him and hugs him. And he's very emotional. And he's very good at being very emotional. Mm-hmm. And Well, and, and his, his, his acting here... Mm-hmm made sense for the situation Mm -hmm. like you he was very emotional but you could see him also trying to hold it back Mm -hmm. like i am just shocked at how good um matthew lawrence Mm -hmm. is at portraying multiple emotions at once i'm not and the only reason why i'm not is because this is animorphs no but i did like was that him was he in animorphs he was in something like that was he in Animorphs? No. Um, but I think about Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, he had to portray so many emotions in Mrs. Doubtfire. And, like, he did pretty big movies. Oh, he was in Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Is that what you were thinking when yeah. you were thinking Animorphs? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Animorphs at all. 
But I liked that show. Anyway. But he was also, like, he did, like, real movies. Yeah, for sure. Um, And, like, Mrs. Doubtfire was one where it had a lot of emotional scenes that he in particular had to portray. Yeah. Um, because he was the teenage son of someone that, like, was going through all of this. So it doesn't surprise me at all, but I've always also been a very, very big fan of his. So I tried to watch almost anything I could that he was in. When I was a kid. I'm not shocked that he's a good actor or good at showing emotions. I'm shocked at the level of multiple emotions that he's able to portray at once, Mm -hmm. which isn't an easy thing. Like, I can't, I don't think there are many well-known actors who can portray multiple emotions at once Mm -hmm. the way a real person would. Mm -hmm. Um, And me as a person who watches people, like I'm able to, I read people's body language nonstop. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very good at it. And, like, he's portraying it the way a real person would. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> We've waxed poetic about Yeah, but, I mean, it was after, like, Rachel pulls him for a hug. He sobs. They pull away. It's very intense. And then, for some reason, her top lip somehow ends up right under his eye. Like, she's a weird kisser. She's not... I mean, she is a weird kisser for sure. I mean, kind of. What she is is she wants to make the fuck out. But, like, there... How did she get her top lip under his eye and her bottom lip at his lip? First of all, she's a giant. Second of all, it makes complete sense to me. Like, she's just... She is a maker-outer. I'm going to attempt at some point in the near future to kiss you that way. You're not a maker-outer. She is like a maker-outer. Okay. Well, it was a weird kiss, and it was not, like, on the lips. It was on the side of his face, and she just, like, goes in to suck the side of his it's face. It's because he wanted to, like, get a get a peck, and an emotional peck, and she was like, I'm I going to clean your pores with my mouth. D- tf right now so um they kiss and they kiss some more and then eric walks in eric walks in and sees that happen and then just walks out yeah he's very sad yeah because he was coming to tell jack like hey sorry but rachel and i have this connection yeah and he opens the door and rachel and jack are making out right um so then we go back to uh the trailer um sean is there Corey comes in. Yeah, Corey's like, hey, how have you been? Like, I've, I've missed you. Um, and Sean's just like, yeah, I mean, we're just, I'm just going through some of my dad's stuff. And Corey's like, cool, like, let's go. Like, you've done what you need to do here. Like, come home with me. And Sean's just like, oh, you mean like Topanga's not living with you anymore? So obviously they've talked some because he knew that part of things. Right. And Corey's like, yeah, but not at night because she's scary at night. And Sean's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to take this time to, like, get out of here. And Corey's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go home. And he's like, no, I mean, like, get out of here. Like, get away for a while. Like, my dad died. I don't have a girlfriend. I really, I think I just need to get out of here and experience some things on my own and learn who I am. Come with me. And Corey's just like, oh, like for the weekend and Sean's like yeah 
for the weekend. So Corey's <laughs> getting kidnapped. Yeah. It was a really weird, like, um, way to say that, I guess. I mean, it's obvious that Sean wants to, like, get away away, like, for forever. Um, or at least for a long time. So the weekend wasn't what he was hoping for. But he he tells Corey that he wants to get back to say goodbye to Topanga. Right. And Corey is like, what, for the weekend? You don't need to say goodbye for the weekend. And Sean is like, I need to say goodbye. And they walk in, and Topanga's sitting at the desk with her green mask on, her foot up on the desk, and she's just like, she shoots, she scores, and, like, clips her toenail, and it flies into Sean's eyeball. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And... Corey's just like, ain't she beautiful? Yep. And Cor- and Topanga's just sitting there grinning through her mask with her foot up on the desk. And Sean's like, let's go. Yeah. And they leave. Corey doesn't even say goodbye. Well, and well, but Sean does say goodbye. Yeah. Sean's like, okay, bye. And Topanga's just like, okay, bye. And that's it. That's it. That's the episode. Tanya. Yes. How'd you feel about this episode? I surprisingly loved this episode. <gasps> I was being surprised. Oh, good job. No, I... Why is that a surprise? Because I remember this episode, and usually, like, when I remember an episode that I love, it's, like, uh, I look forward to it. In this episode, I'm like, oh, I remember that one. I, I think it was fine. But I absolutely loved this episode. I loved the fiance game. I thought it was fantastic the way that it was acted. I loved the Rachel and Eric stuff. Eric was on point this episode. Yep. He was so good. Yep. And then the Jack and Sean stuff, again, like it's kind of annoying that these episodes are hitting right now. Because some of the things that I am dealing with make this episode so relevant to me. Right. And watching Sean go through this stuff is a little bit too much Yeah. for me. I bet. But it's also really, really good. And like you said that about Jack and portraying many emotions at the same time. The other person that does that is Ryder Strong. Oh, yeah. And I'm they just play, not surprised anymore. They play brothers. Yeah. And they're just, they're both so good at that. Um, and just, ugh. 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 Jack <gasps> suppressing. I'm shocked again. His emotions. And like having that like anxiety attack. Yep. Over suppressing his emotions over this man that he doesn't even know dying and feeling like he's not supposed to be grieving and that people are going to feel like he's stepping on their toes for grieving for this man that he so wanted a relationship with and never got a chance to have it is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. Rachel, again, incredibly delightful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's going to be like a downward spiral from here where I'm like, meh, I don't really like Rachel anymore. But right now, goodness gracious, I just love her. She is so charming. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that we didn't get any Angela in this episode, but it is also nice that it isn't just like, a oh, the boys are grieving. The girls are going to be there for them. 
So it's kind of good that Angela wasn't in it. But I loved this episode. How did you feel about this episode? I shockingly (laughs) loved it. You didn't. (gasps) Okay, thank you. Um, no, I love this episode. I, I don't think I did remember it the same way you did. Like, I don't, I don't have any memories of this episode at all, really, other than, um, Rachel and Jack kissing. Mm-hmm. And I think I think of that negatively, um, or I thought of it negatively because, you know, it sucks for Eric. Um, but watching it and really thinking about it, like, it's, it makes so much sense. Like, yeah. it all makes so much sense. It makes sense that... Rachel and Eric have such this great connection. And it also makes sense that she's drawn to Jack. Mm -hmm. Um, And that they have this other, completely other connection. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, you want to be like, oh, but Eric, but also Jack. Yeah. And also Rachel. And also Rachel, yeah. She isn't just, like, a shitty person that's stringing two guys along. Like, she's, she's, like, a genuinely good person who isn't doing anything malicious. Right. Um, but she's, I mean, anyway, yeah, Rachel's fantastic. Eric was just so funny and had me laughing out loud multiple times, which mm-hmm. isn't like a common thing. Like We both laughed out loud so many times during this episode. Part of it because we weren't really taking notes. So we were like focusing on the <laughs> show and we were getting to see like the physical aspect of the comedy too, which makes a big difference. It's true. But Eric Eric is just so great. Like, yeah. Welcome back to the Wilfred L. Appreciation, uh, appreciation podcast. Like he's just so good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Rachel was great. Jack is great. Um, Mr. Feeney is great. Mr. Feeney was great. Sean was great. Um, Corey was obnoxious, but great. Like, um, he, he, Pangy was adorable. And, and it, it was, it was also a really good message. I think, um, it's not a message that we get in media a lot, especially in the nineties, uh, early two thousands. Like they're saying, you don't know anybody until you live with them, which is an important point. And, it, and it's a lot of a lot of the things that we were taught were obviously don't have sex before marriage. But we were also taught don't live with somebody. Yeah, like absolutely not. Right. Like, why would you live with someone before you're married? Like, you'll be tempted to have sex. Like, you definitely shouldn't do that. Like, you wait until you're married and then you fall into all of that. And I... I like, I feel like living with someone before you get married is so important. That's why he lived with a thousand different people. Right? Um, Can you imagine if he married that many people? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. This is Tanya, wife number 732. Um, anyway. Uh, no, I, I think it's super important to get to know somebody. I think it's mm-hmm. more important than sex before marriage. Like, mm-hmm. I think you should live together. Mm-hmm. Um. Because of these things, like you need to know what somebody what somebody's routine is. Yeah. No, it's it's. I I feel like it was a good message to kind of watch mm-hmm. play out because, um, like I said, I don't really remember this episode much, uh, other than the Sean Jack and Rachel stuff, and when the the, um, fiance game started playing out, I was like, well, that's because they don't live together. But I didn't think that they were actually going to make that a point in right. the episode. And they absolutely did. And uh, great on them. Yeah. 
And it was like the point of the episode, which is fascinating to me because absolutely that was not being pushed to any of us at that point in time. Right. And um, I think there was room to explore more there. Like the fact that Topanga absolutely still wants to change everything about Corey is a problem. Well, I think what she, so she said that, but what she was saying was, is that she knows that they're compatible with each other because they aren't exactly alike. Right. She wants to change everything about him, which is how she knows that she shouldn't change everything about him. That if she was with someone who was the opposite of Corey, it would be bad. Yeah, that makes sense. So Uh, it was just a shitty way of saying that, though. Right. Um, Right. But I I am confused by the fact that they decided they weren't going to keep living together. Like, well, it was only going to be for the weekend anyway. I know, but it sounded like it got cut early, cut short early, because... Oh, she was way... still in their dorm when the way... they went to say goodbye. But it was the way that Sean reacted. And Corey says, well, she's just going to be there during the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it seemed like... Just like I think it's important for people to live together, it's also important for people to understand their boundaries, and Corey isn't ready to live with her yet. That's true. Like, I think everyone is very different from each other. Mm -hmm. And, like, Corey is obviously not ready, and Corey needs to be there for Sean. So uh, it's not necessarily like a, I don't know why they cut it off. Well, Corey's not ready for it. Like, And that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, And then you have to kind of learn from that. mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out when then time is good, because, again, like, you shouldn't then decide, like, all right, let's get married then. I And again, though, I do think that that is case-specific. I think that there are people who relish the thought of we are going to do everything right, and then when we get married, like, this is going to be us learning about each other for the rest of our lives. It's never going to be boring. It just, it should never be like a, this is how it should be. You should move in together first so that you can know them. Because some people might not feel that way and they might not want to do that. And they might actually get along with their spouse better getting to know them as they go along. And that's fine. I just am saying like, it's not everybody should move in with their spouse before they get married. Okay. I do think that at some point everybody should get should move in together. Yeah, but everybody's a now, very broad spectrum. And there are plenty of people who did not before they got married and it worked out great. Oh, that's true. I'm not saying that it's not possible and it doesn't work out. Because I think a lot of times you can kind of know people well enough to know, like, here's what I expect. And here... And, and, and I think, too, if you go into it knowing that the two of you are going to work things out. Like, even right. if... Even if you don't see eye to eye about how things are done as long as you know that the two of you will discuss it and make concessions and then and then l- allow mm-hmm. things to happen that you normally wouldn't yeah there's a lot that can be learned from about, about a person from how they communicate with you even when you're not living together yeah. like we didn't live together for you know the first year of our relationship and it wasn't that big of an adjustment moving in together not at all yeah Because we communicated the same way on the same wavelength. The only thing that shifted was our finances were then we split everything Mm 50-50. But even then, we split everything 50-50. We didn't put it all into a bank account together. Right. 
Like there isn't, there's a lot of stuff that gets thrown out with making that decision Mm -hmm. that is important. Um, But we, our communication didn't change when we moved in together. And it didn't change when we got married. (laughs) Like, right. So it, to me, it's more about understanding the way that your significant other, like, communicates and expresses themselves so that when you are living together or you get married, you understand how to either avoid conflict or talk through conflict or whatever, because that's the hard part about being married. The masks and the toenails are not the hard part about being married. Right. Well said, darling. Thanks. It took me like 45 minutes. All right. So I'd say we're, it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say before we go? No. Yeah. Happy homecoming. <laughs> All of our kids are at homecoming right now. Yeah, that was very specific to me and you. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, where can people find us, Tanya? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BMGMBMW. You can email us at BMGMBMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. And Alden will approve you. And then you'll be part of the group. And you can chat with us, especially on Mondays, but really any time during the week. But on Mondays, everyone talks about the episode. And it's really fun. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go lay on my back now. So and I'm gonna go pick up kids from homecoming. Oh, are you? Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't know that. See, living together is so hard. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season Six, Episode Fourteen. Do good. Class dismissed.